0: Welcome to the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest poultry nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Cargill works with poultry producers to drive customer profitability by being a leader in applied nutrition. Anatox, partnering with the world's food producers to develop and deliver innovative programs to efficiently produce safer food. Carrie. Proven on the farm, trusted on the plate, Kerry is where technology is made.
1: Hi, welcome everyone to another episode of Poultry Podcast um, Show today, especially in Poultry Nutrition Black Belt. I'm your host, Dr. Pratima Adikari from Mississippi State University. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Mike Parzia from Virginia Tech. Mike is a professor and extension specialist um, in Virginia Tech University in Department of Animal and Poultry Sciences. Uh, Mike welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. It's a great great to be here.
1: You're welcome and thanks for coming and uh, today we look forward to hear great things about lenghen and lenghen energy. So Mike first those of the people or the audience that do not know about you and your work uh, can you please Briefly introduce yourself, what your research on in Virginia Tech, and what you work um, in your lab.
2: Yeah, um, so my background I uh, actually uh, grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, did my PhD at the University of Illinois. Uh, and uh, I'm going to laugh a little bit here, but when I was doing my PhD, I actually made a comment to one of my fellow graduate students that. Uh, I would never do laying hen work. You know, it was just too involved, too much going on. Um, and now I look back, uh, I guess, 30 years ago, and, and I'm doing a lot of laying hen work. So uh, never say never uh, when you're in graduate school. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, I guess my career has evolved. I actually started out uh, working commercially, uh, working in the enzyme field, so both phytase and energy enzymes, uh, and then in uh, 2009, I actually had the opportunity to go to Iowa State University. And that's where uh, my interest in laying hand nutrition really, really blossomed. Uh, and then I uh, was able to transition to Virginia Tech. Uh, and I've been at Virginia Tech here uh, the last uh, 10 years or so. The energy work actually goes all the way back to 2008 Uh when corn prices actually started to increase due to the renewable fuel standard and ethanol production. Uh, and that's when we first started looking at that, uh, uh, at that trend in energy. Uh, and that has just continued over the years uh, and sort of culminated in, in the research we just published earlier this year
1: yeah no that is very nice introduction and about what you do and everything in laying hands and that and, and i'm very excited today especially because as you know i also work some in laying hands so i was kind of very excited to interview and talk about more what is there so as you mentioned uh, previously about the energy work and dietary energy can you talk a little bit about like what kind of are you going all the way to um, um net energy or what kind of what i mean are you with the metabolizable energy? How does the future looks like here in the port industry? What are we doing over here?
2: Yeah, so my approach has not been to go necessarily down the digestible energy uh, pathway. Um, My my focus has been a little bit more applied uh, than looking at metabolizable or net energy. And really it has been what are the effects of different energy uh, rations or different energy Uh, components, uh, enzymes, uh, different feed additives, whatever that might be, what are those actual effects on the bird, Um, taking a little bit more of a holistic approach? Um, So not only looking at and considering egg production and the energy required for egg production, but then also looking at the bird from a uh, body weight standpoint or even from a, a fat uh fat reserve body condition type standpoint um and that really has expanded what, how we can look at energy um and how that bird utilizes energy from a from a more practical standpoint
1: Oh, that's awesome. And uh, since you mentioned about this holistic approach, um, so and, and you also mentioned you work a lot in enzymes and this kind of stuff. So in your typical layer ration that you formulate uh, for your birth in your research setting, um, do you often use a lot of these enzymes, carbohydrates as enzymes, or it just depends on um, like your ingredient type? Um, or what are these, stem- like what, what we talk about phosphorus would be phytase, right? I mean, most of us do phytase these days. So what's your take on in, with some of these enzymes that has been used to break down this release energy?
2: Yeah, um, I, I think that really depends on the type of project that we're looking at. Um, from an energy standpoint, uh, you know, a lot of the feed additives that I've worked with, whether they're enzymes or others, um, really do have an effect, although that effect is probably somewhat smaller uh, percentage-wise than what we see with with phytase and the release of phosphorus in comparison to the total amount of uh, phosphorus in a diet um, we're just talking about a smaller response from energy even though uh, from a cost standpoint it is just as as important as that release from phosphorus um, you know if we think about a, a typical diet where we might have uh you know, 28, 2900 calories in a laying hen diet, and we're working with an enzyme that releases 60, 70, 80 calories, uh, that's a much smaller component than if we're talking about phosphorus, where where that might be in the diet 0.3, 0.35, 0.3, 0.3, 0.4, and we're releasing 0.1. Um, so it's a, it, that really is what started the that idea of this research is how do we quantify this smaller response um, within the context of the amount of energy we feed to a laying hen.
1: No, this is a great. Uh, this is a great context that you put into. It's really, it's really hard to look, and especially with laying hen research. I mean, we are looking for some a couple of points down FCR. It's even hard to reach. It just depends on your applications and your barn type, breed type, right? Um, since you work with laying hens um, and energy. About going on the same line of the energy, have you looked into anything about this uh, ratio of energy to the amino acids or typically like what we've been hearing these days a lot? Have you looked into any kind of these research areas, like uh, you balance this energy with amino acids?
2: Yeah, at this point, we have not reached uh, that point yet. Um, what we're really trying to do is come in and understand from a longer-term standpoint, you know, from a week-to-week standpoint, if this hen is on this diet, um, what does that do to her from a performance and ultimately her, her long-term ability uh, to continually produce that egg? But we have not progressed it yet uh, to looking at, at energy and amino acid ratios to this point.
1: Great. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not been, I guess it's a kind of new thing going on and, you know, a couple of meetings and symposium I have been and they're talking about, okay, now we may not have a whole idea about the enzyme or energy yet, but at the same time, how about taking these amino acids along uh, down the line, I mean, together and just kind of start looking into it. I I, I
2: think that's an important concept because when we, when we look at it, we know amino acids are important for, for egg weights, um, and our egg sizes, our eggshell quality. Um, so I think understanding those changes is critically important. Uh, we just haven't progressed to, to that state in, in in our our level of research yet.
1: Yes, Mike. Um, so especially in this um, breed of laying hens. Now, I'm kind of I would wonder to ask this question. I've been thinking about this. Um, you work with layers and energy. So what's your favorite breed of laying hens that you enjoy working with? <laughs> A commercial
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, um, that, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess I look at it this way. I think each breed has its own unique characteristics and, and, and unique qualities. Um, I, I have worked with the, the Highline W36 going back to my uh, Iowa State days, um, and that bird has changed a lot along the way. Um, so I enjoy that opportunity uh, of sort of each year uh, sort of re-experiencing and, and relearning learning uh, that bird. But we've worked with other birds as well. Um, and, and the one thing I will say is they're all unique uh, and they're all, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a little bit hard to apply one answer uh, with one breed across the, the different genetics that we have because I, I think they do tend to, to respond differently in different situations.
1: Definitely, and I feel like that is kind of more of an opportunity for researchers like you and me because then that way we can expand our um, nutritional investigation over there and kind of look into different breeds. I mean, you know, and I understand there's a lot of research needs to be done. Um, um So I guess my – not a final questions. Maybe before that, I always uh, – kind of adds on fact at the end. But before that, I would like to ask you um, how early or how applied you would see this um, net energy war going in the laying hand and even like for the across like broilers? like what do you think about those? What's your take on in the net energy part of it?
2: Yeah, I think that energy adds a lot of value if you're using a very complex diet. Um, and if you look at it, and, and sort of where we're going from the more applied standpoint of looking at body composition, you know, when you, when you break net energy into um, energy for uh, maintenance and energy for production, it almost follows those lines. Um, so I think what we're doing is very similar to that net energy idea. We're trying to actually ultimately figure out where that energy is being utilized by the laying hen. Um, and not just necessarily what is being metabolized or what is being digested. Um, so I think they're very similar, um, but from, an, from specifically a net energy standpoint, I think the value comes in when you have a complex diet, when you have a lot of variation uh, in, in your diets and, and how those hens are utilizing those diets. So I think there is value there, um, especially when you're going to those more complex diets.
0: Elevate bird well-being and improve profitability with Cargill's tailored nutrient solutions that deliver performance. Cargill is leading through Applied Nutrition, leveraging deep nutrient insights and understanding of the animal's nutrient requirements to achieve your production and performance goals.
1: This is great, and I think looking into different aspects of laying hand production, um, it doesn't matter, egg to if uh, I mean, a whole carcass composition to... You know whatever you can get for their production and maintenance. Um, this is uh, this is a very unique in itself. Um, what sh- whatever your lab is doing. So I really appreciate for your work. So thank you, Dr. Mike Garcia, for coming to the program today. And I hope we- our conversation, well, I would say conversation more like um, just an interview, <laughs> would be very very fun at the same time a little bit of education. Um, Over there and people would know what your lab is doing. So I really appreciate your time Um, Thank you and you have a great day. Thank you all for listening to this program. Um, I'll see you again in our next episode. Bye now
2: Hey everyone We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week And if you have a poultry nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it and share it with us feel free to email the research link, uh, the paper where we can find it, or the abstract to hello at Wisnetics.com. That's hello at Wisnetics.com. And look forward to hearing from you.